Hey everybody, this is Khalif, and this is part two of our Spawnies Game of the Year discussion. Thank you so much for checking out part one. If you have not, make sure you go do that and check out part two. Coming to you right now. Welcome back everybody to our Game of the Year discussion. The Spawnies are in full effect. We have gone through at least three of our first categories. Uh, we talked about our diversity category, the Ricardo Heritage Award, our Six Million Ways to Die, our Shooters Award, and our Sports Award, which are unanimous, not unanimous, but kind of unanimous winner was Forza Horizon 4. Uh, so shout out to, huh? It's unanimous because you don't count. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Because y'all hate the little dogs. Right. With Laser League game of the year anyway that's true y'all stop with yeah. the big dogs big dogs yeah, right. uh we're gonna shout, keep it moving shout out shout out to playground games in turn 10 absolutely they yeah, they are yeah. fantastic and continue to do dope work yeah. um we're gonna ease ourselves down the road with our next oh. category which is our ease on down the road category our best oh. adventure action and rpg award here we go come on I'm going to start off with you, Cicero. Cicero Holmes. Uh, I want yes, to hear about sir. your favorite, your favorite adventure game of 2018. Uh, I, I had another um, tough one on this one. Uh, here's a game that we haven't talked about yet, um, but this was one of my favorite games of the year, uh, and this game was the EA cooperative only game called A Way Out. Um, if guys remember this from the Game Awards from 2017, uh, the French producer came on and started cursing. It was re- very unruly and made <laughs> Jeff Keighley, uh, made Jeff Keighley nervous and uncomfortable. Um, but uh, th- they they created a, a, a great a great game. It was just a really fun game in a way that was refreshing. Um, that you you were able to play either couch co-op or online co-op. Very short game. If you have not played this game, you you find a buddy and play this game. The great thing about this game is you buy one copy and you can send a download code to your friend who can then download the game and then play that game with you. Um, and it was... Uh, I think the game was either 40 bucks or 25 bucks, whatever it was. It wasn't 60 bucks. It was definitely worth it. Um, a really, really fantastic game that, that not enough people played. Um, great game of way out. Um, another game uh, this year that, that made my list, my first runner up uh, was, was quite a surprise. Um, it, it looked amazing when I first saw it. It looked even better once I brought it home and was able to play it. Uh, and that is God of War. Uh, boy. Um, so the game's great. It, it, I mean, it really isn't. Uh, not There isn't much more to say about it than that. The game is great. It just really um, did lots of things well. It made me rethink. Um, and made me uh, second guess my preconceived notions about what a God of War game is, um, and I'm happy to have to have to have done so uh, because of that game. Um, the my winner though um, is probably my favorite game of this generation so far. Um, 
I don't know if I've had more fun um, playing playing a game than uh, Insomniac's Marvel Spider Man for the PS4. Um, it it's it, it was it was everything to me. It was everything to me this year. Um, Spider Man's my favorite character. Um, and, and they did it right. Uh, they've, they did it right better than anyone has ever done it right when it, with regards to Spider-Man, um, they were able to do with Spider-Man, what Rocksteady was able to do with Batman, which was make the player feel like they were inhabiting that character, uh, this character that they know so well. Um, and they, they set a great story with it and they use some obscure, villains as well um you know not all of the villains were obscure but the like the main the main first villain in the game uh was was one that was was kind of off the beaten path uh and uh i really enjoyed that and i thought it it, it had a a great story a great score um it was technically adept uh and they have great dlc uh it's just phenomenal voice acting I absolutely love Spider-Man. Dope. That was so sweet. That was sweet. Thanks, that was man. very sweet. Uh, Reef, what about you? Okay. Uh, so for uh, this category, um, uh, I also um, really, really um, liked God of War. Um, I thought that uh, God of War was like definitely a amazing game as well. Um, um, actually, God of War and Spider-Man, I mean... I know that during the uh, during the Game Awards, I was complaining that God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead came up in everything. Uh, right. <laughs> I would say though, for this category, they they solidly belong. I mean, like they're both amazing. Like they're both like they just they're like video game ass video games, but they hit it so hard. Like they don't try to. I feel like do more than they claim to do, and they do it very well. Um, so like I was just thoroughly happy with all of them but when when i was thinking about i wanted to give this to a game that i didn't feel like was 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 going to get due other places and was a game i was more obsessed with than god of war or spider-man um and that's dead cells um i think it fits the mold of you know it's definitely an action game totally a rpg you're definitely like you know like there's like you're leveling up different like stats and stuff I was obsessed with this game. I still haven't beaten it. I mean, the game is very difficult, but but it's still the feeling of having that great run. And even if you don't beat it, like uh, you just get through a part and you're blazing through these parts that you had all this uh, kind of trouble with, or you narrowly get out, or like or like you like take a risk and you get that like 100% damage taken, but double your damage thing. And you're mopping up people and like and and like evading stuff. I felt like Dead Cells, Dead Cells to me, in terms of adventure, made me feel like the most adventurous badass, um, you know, out of any game that 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 like I played. So I love God of War, love Sp- Spider Man, but Dead Cells to me had me feeling the most adventurous. I'm, I'm, that's one of those things where. I'll, I'll talk about that game later. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, my game of the year in terms of this category was God of War. Um, 
I, I had high expectations. I think Reef, were you with with you were you with me that year or was that you see there when we saw God of War at the Sony? Oh, Games that was that was you and me. That was you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, I remember we used to, we sat in the um in the pews right. <laughs> of right. of in the balcony of, in the balcony yeah. with GTR crew, and I remember there was just this like air in the room where we kind of had an expectation that God of War was going to get shown. And then when they dropped the beginning parts of that, you know, iconic kind of like third person behind the camera, behind the shoulder uh, gameplay, everybody lost their shit and everybody freaked out because they were just like, when this drops, it's going to be magnificent. Right. And Sony Santa Monica and Corey Barlog and everyone who was involved with that, with that piece of art, did such good work and brought Kratos and that timeline and that new version of the God of War series into like some new strata of dopeness for me. It's like everything that I could have asked for was in that game. The story was fantastic. The art style was, was beautiful. The kind of move to a Norse mythology was really smart. Um, there were some like really just, like breakneck parts where you're trying to like fight everything around you, and then these really soft, poignant parts par- parts where Kratos is Kratos is talking to Atreus, and he's like talking to him in in the boat, kind of uh, uh, traversing the world and, and and learning about the you know what they're trying to do and all the kind of intricacies of their relationship. Um, I, I just I just love that game so much. It, it feels like such a complete package from top to bottom that I just had to pick it. And it's something that I've gone back to on numerous occasions. It's one of those things where I'm mad that like they, they left open so many, so many holes. I'm just like, I don't want that. Like I want DLC for this game. I want there to be DLC for this game so bad and it's not here yet. And I'm hoping it's still coming uh, hopefully at some point. But again, like everything in this game feels so polished. Um, there were just so many small moments that struck me. And then to top all that, I'm a huge uh, photo mode fan. So like this game having photo mode in it being so beautiful, just like for hours on hours, I would just stop and, and take pictures and, you know, rotate cameras around and, and, and pose Kratos and Atreus and all these, and all these things and enemies and stuff. And it's, it's just a fantastic game. So, so God of War was definitely, my ease on down the road game of 2018. So that being said, see, you want to tell the folks at home what the unanimous winner was and, for the ease on down the road. And the winner is read it boy. Yes. <laughs> nice. That was pretty God, good. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Uh, God of war. God of war. Congratulations. I feel like Chris judge would just come out of somewhere and just punch you though. If you, if you yeah, like, stepped on his yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, I can't front. He got, he got yeah. paid well for that. He got paid well for that. Plus, yo, I can't front. I saw him. I, I saw him at the Game Awards. Yo, that's mm-hmm. a big ass dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, I mean that voice has got to come from somewhere, yo. Yo, like it's it's nuts. Like to see a, a voice come out of somebody's body. And he was just <laughs> right. he was like talking. He was like talking to people. He was chilling, talking to right. just people in in the crowd. He was hanging with right. a lot of Sony Santa Monica folks, and like from like feet away. When he talks, the ground shakes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing thing. We got to figure out a way to get Crush Judge on the show because he's he's super dope. Man, like, dress mad like, clean too, yo. Yeah, yo, yeah, he, he does. Was, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Man, yo, he's clean. Show you, show you right. Clean, clean. Show you right. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to hear him do some some Barry White outtakes. Yeah, for the first fucking thing, Tony. I'm trying to cut a spot, Tony. <laughs> I can't front. If we were to get Chris Judge to do a drop for us, yeah, oh my uh, god, yeah, that would be so dope. That, anyway, that would be dope. That would be dope. It would it would actually lead me to our next category because our emotional category, our narrative emotional one. Uh, Chris Judge dropping a, a joint for us would make me snot bubble cry, which is the name of our next category. Because I know somewhere deep down in my heart. I still love you. Uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on on your Snot Bubble Cry Award. Uh, who yeah, go to? I, I mean, uh, first I want to award it to myself because I always make you guys cry on the show. Yes, there um, you go. So like I'm my own runner up. Um, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, God of War, man. Um, as I said before, I am not. I was not a fan of God of War until this game, and this game took me on such a journey. Um, I'm sure you know. Obviously, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of press about these like dad games, these dad son right. games. Um, but it wasn't just that that hit me. It was just, it was just a great expression of pain and grief from from like everyone from like Freya. From a, from a Baldor, from from um, Atreus, and from Kratos. You know, it was just like everybody dealing with grief in their own way, and I thought that it was just expressed really well amongst all like the the big action scenes and stuff. It was great. Um, second runner up, Life is Strange, episode two. Oh, sorry, season two. Um, I was a little wary about nominating one episode for this because there's only been one episode of it, right? But it was so moving that i had to put it there um i mean i'm a big fan of the uh, original of a life is strange and the before the storm stuff as well and i think this just picks up right from a from from an emotional standpoint picks up right where don't nod kind of left you off Mm. um i mean this game just had had my heartstrings going um But my number one is Battlefield Five, as I said before. Those campaigns, of course. those war stories. Um, when you see these African soldiers that are literally made to like be janitors and like pick up people's weapons, and, and you see them get those little victories that nobody thought they could do. I mean, they basically threw them into these impossible fights because they're like, whatever. These are like the Negroes. Like uh, right. they just die or whatever. Get behind the darkies. Yeah. And, like, when you see... I I mean, like, this is really where, like, performance capture really makes a big difference. But when you see the look on their faces when they get these small battles and they think that they can get more and they're, like, fighting for their pride, for their own pride more so than, like, you know, France's pride, it just is incredible. It's incredible. Um, And all three of them, I feel like, have that same uh, line. I haven't played the fourth one, which unlocked in like in uh, December. Um, but the first three, um, they all were really, really emotional. And, you know, I think that dice has made a good choice in terms of getting these small, 
um, you know, f- you know, two, three hour long bits that are all just emotional tour de forces kind of. Um, so uh-huh. um, that's why Battlefield gets it for me in terms of this. Uh-huh. It's not Bubble Cry for show on the Battlefield. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I will pull up to the bumper. Um, wow. The uh, Is yeah, Apatra a... your, your runner? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's Grace Excuse Jones. Excuse me. That's Grace Jones, sir. Patrick did a cover. She did a cover of she the, did the original. Classic. I don't care what y'all say. I need a romantic call. What? Oh, yeah, you, you, we yeah, kicking you off the yeah, show for that. Yeah. I need kick, a romantic call. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to the back of your yard. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out, shout out to the the girl in college that had the Patrick braids. She was yo, she was dope, but she was mad country. It was crazy because she looked like Patra, mm-hmm. but she sounded like a Southern Belle. It was it was it was bizarre. But shout out to you. I forget what your name is. I bet that shout out to you. Oh, Yes it did. Yes it did. Oh my god. So my my uh winner for the uh Snap Bubble Cry Award of twenty eighteen was a late comer to, to the year. Uh it was something that didn't necessarily catch me by surprise, but it was something that I had kind of lusted after for, for many, many months after getting a first glance at PAX. Uh, from Nomada Studios, it is the dopeness that is Gris. Um, this wonderful tale of grief um, set to this watercolor uh, pastel art style that just every time I see it, every time I play it, every time I open it, it just it, it just pulls together these emotions that I did not feel uh, I thought would be able to kind of be conveyed in video game form. It's like it is surpassed or at least has tied itself in my mind with journey as one of the most beautiful games ever on the mm-hmm. planet. Um, it, it, it does things in the way that it kind of conveys emotion and the way it kind of ev- it evokes or shares its gameplay with the player. Um, that's super simple, but it's everything feels really well thought out. Everything feels like it has a purpose and just, the music and everything as a complete package is just so well done. Like I didn't, I didn't expect this game to, to necessarily grab me in the way that it did. And it just something that like haunts you and you think about it. And I thought about it a lot after I finished playing it and I like dropped my, I like put my controller down. I was like, fuck, but in like the best, like in the best emotional way, like I remember a couple of games that had me stuck, like, I know people hate Bioshock Infinite, but like I loved the <laughs> fact that I love it. I love that game. Like I don't care what people say. Like I love Bioshock Infinite. I love the the way that it left me with its ending, with the multiverse stuff in it. Yeah. And I sat after that game in the dark and was like, "Holy shit, what did I just play?" Hmm. And Gris has that same effect on me. And it was my top game for this category and it was my top game for the uh giant bomb list that i did earlier in the year or well not earlier early in or later in december um and it is a thing that i try to get people to play when they talk about the conversation around games and art at this point so yeah if you haven't played it you need to go get it you need to go cop that joint and and get it quick so next up uh it's me no Yes, you am, am I I am next. Uh you're you're so, allowed to speak. Oh, all right. Yay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, shut uh, up. I'm mad at you for that. <laughs> I'm so, mad. so um 
I, you know, I talked about the sports title being very difficult. Um, I talked about this year not being very diverse. Um, one thing that I think this year did phenomenally well in in terms of uh, the games, the games that were available and the games that we that we were able to play was many of them, several of them had great narratives to go along with great gameplay and mechanics and ideas. Um, and so this this category as well was was a uh, difficult one to to judge and, and find find a winner. Um, so I have two honorable mentions. One is God of War. Um, everything that we said about it is is completely true. Um, it, it just what a phenomenal achievement that game was. Um, the the second honorable mention is Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, I, I think I am alone in in uh, as as the the uh, the vanguards of Bracago and in, in really loving Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, in uh, in and and what Rockstar was able to achieve with this game, I, I really I really think that uh, you know. Uh, your criticisms may be valid. I, I think we, I think collectively we sell this game short, but okay. I digress. I don't know. I digress. Your opinion, sure. Okay. Um, let's let's get to the podium. Second runner-up, a way out. Um, you know, again, I extol the virtues of of this game in its uh, the adventure category. Um, the story is, the story is not phenomenal, right? But it keeps you engaged uh, the entire time that, you know, like you understand why you're doing what you're doing. It makes sense um, all the way through. And so, uh, you know, from that perspective, it's it's a good narrative. It is a narrative that makes sense for for what this game is supposed to be. Um, And uh, you you are completely engaged from from, you know, our minute zero to minute 600 um, because it takes oh no minute 300 because it takes five hours to complete this game sorry math thanks yeah uh, not not to reef um, so <laughs> um, so r- really really great then my first runner up is a game that I haven't talked about yet um, this game uh, I saw at E3 this year and I was really taken aback by um, what they were uh, attempting to do, the stylistic choices that they made, and the story that they were trying to tell. Um, and um, it was it was just oh man, it like it really lived up to the hype for me. But unfortunately, um, much like uh, Gris for for Ka. Uh, Didalic Games, A State of Mind is for me the game that no one is playing but should. Um, th- this game is a it's a uh, dystopian sci-fi uh, future game set in Berlin, Germany, um, with a character who wakes up from a traumatic event and he doesn't really have all of his memory. He's not exactly sure what's going on, and he gets to discover through the course of the game, which is about nine or ten hours, exactly what's happening, what what happened to him, um, what happened to his alter ego that that is 
um, in in this kind of matrix utopian cyber world, um, but maybe not. And you're not sure. Uh, and uh, basically, it really messes with your state of mind, which is um, where the title of the game game comes from. Um, the story in this game, if you're a fan of of these dystopian sci fi um, stories like Blade Runner or, uh, you know, some of the other really, really great ones that I won't mention here because I don't have time and I can't think of any. Um, but like, if you're a fan of those, you have to play this game because the story is cinematic level, uh, good. Um, it is not the typical video game story, especially in this genre and this category. Um, really, really fantastic game. I uh, can't say enough about it. Uh, but the the game that won for me, the game at the top of the podium with the Laurel Wreath is Insomniac Spider-Man. Um, thing is, Spider-Man's story was great. Uh, Spider-Man's story was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. I've been reading Spider-Man since I was, since I could read. So I know the Spider-Man stories. So like, if you can tell a Spider-Man story to me in a game over 30 hours or 25 hours and I care about it and, and I like, I care about the characters that I've seen done in, in tons of different iterations a million times over, uh, then you're, then you're doing something right. Like they had the highest bar to climb and that is why they won the, the award for me. Nicely done. Um, it's interesting to hear you, um, kind of just laud all over, over Spider-Man so much, especially knowing how much you you hate good comic book stories. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> our, our winner uh, for the Snot Bubble Cry Award is uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. And definitely, I, I have to say, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic game. It, it was something that I feel like when Insomniac got touted or, or got kind of the, the, the bag to be able to, to make that game. I don't think anybody necessarily felt like it was a bad decision to give them that license to kind of run with. They have absolutely proven that they were the perfect team to take that ta- to take that project on. Yep. Right. And, and they, right. they, they killed it with everything that they did in that, in that game. Uh, our next category up is our mobile category. We have called that our on the road again award. On the road again. So uh, I will jump in first uh, on uh, mobile. Uh, one of the dopeness, dopeness, uh, I can't talk today. One of the dopest games that I got to check out this year is also my mobile game of the year. It is Reigns, God of God of War, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> God of Thrones? God of Reigns. <laughs> right. God of Reigns. Uh, you can't freaking put abbreviations on shit. Everything is all abbreviated these days. God damn it. <laughs> um, so Reigns, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, with our homie uh, Lee Alexander on the, on the Reigns. That was a terrible pun. Uh, um, you did it though. You did it. You I did it anyway. Shit. I feel bad. I feel bad. I have to eat that. <laughs> it was really great. It was what it was like. One of the things that I I'm usually not a mobile game player. Like, and I didn't. It's funny that I didn't necessarily think of adding Switch games to this category, which I should have. Now that oh, I'm looking I... at the stuff that's here, oh. um, like maybe we should think about that for next year. Um. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, Reigns was, you know, the sequel to the first game. It feels like they did some really smart uh, uh, changes in terms of the way that you play it. Like, I love the fact that now in the game, you can kind of um, unlock other people within the, the Game of Thrones universe. Uh, right. I love the fact that when you do so, it changes up the way that the uh, kind of narrative arcs go. And, it, and definitely you feel like with uh, this version of Reigns that each individual character from Westeros is definitely represented well. And it doesn't feel like usually when you have a kind of tie-in to a uh, a well-known property like Game of Thrones that a lot of stuff gets kind of like thrown to the side and they kind of just throw a a new coat of paint on it with the whatever the licensed property is. And it feels like the Reigns team definitely had a chance to talk to the folks at HBO and be like, yo, we want to like embody these characters in the writing and we want to kind of make you feel like when you do take control of one of the one of the folks in the game that you are making decisions as them. And that was really nice. Like that was a really cool change of pace uh, from, from the base game that I always already liked and, and paid attention to. And it really had a affinity for. Um, so yeah, game of Thrones uh, reigns was definitely my mobile game of the year. So see, what was yours? Uh, so my mobile games of the year. Um, so one came around uh, pretty late in the game. And that was uh, a game called Hole.io. Uh, it's basically was it Donut County um, for for Android for Android phones. Um, it's it's dumb. It's fun. Like I can play it in a couple of you know a couple of minutes or or an hour or until my battery dies, which is what happens a lot of times. Um, Charge your battery. Right, because I'm just playing it so much. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's fun. It, it, uh, I, um, you know, they had the version that was free with ads and it was $3 for the, the ad freed version. So I gave them three bucks. It was worth three bucks for me. I'm still having a great time playing it. Um, so, uh, kudos to them. Voodoo, Voodoo studios. Uh, my second runner up or first runner up was reigns game of thrones. Uh, for all the things that Ka said, uh, I played Reigns before. I love Reigns. Um, I played it before. Um, to play it with the Game of Thrones skin on it is, is super cool. But the fact that there was like they really went in and said, all right, well, how can we kind of reinvent our own formula while still staying within within our universe? And they did a fantastic job with with uh, the different characters and really embodying the characters in it. And it makes it, it does change, kind of change the way that you play the game because, you know, before you were making your decisions, uh, now you're kind of making or you're making different decisions than you made the, the time before. But now you're making uh, decisions based on what you think, what you know of a specific character um, yeah. and, and how they interact with people. So that kind of does it changes a little bit uh, the way you think about the the game itself. Um but it didn't beat out my first run, uh, my my actual winner, um, and that is a game that I've been talking about for the last few weeks, uh, and I've been talking about online and and been playing playing a lot of, and that is uh, Command and Conquer Rivals from EA. Um, this game is it's a strategy game. I hadn't really played any strategy games 
um, or at least real time strategy games on uh, on my mobile device before. Uh, the game works really well. Uh, I I I wind up playing against other people, and you you see how your tactics can can uh, really change change the way the game plays or the results that that you that you want to achieve um it, it's it's just a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and i dare anybody in Bracargo to challenge me um i will end you shit love you <laughs> god damn <laughs> go on ahead yeah, I don't think that's the spirit EA really wants. For, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It is called Command and Conquer, though. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they want you to call people out all the time. Um, yeah, so my runner-up was uh, Game of Thrones Reigns as well. Um, I love Reigns, especially Reigns, Reigns, Reigns Queens. Uh, because uh, like I feel like... Reigns Her Majesty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Reigns Her Majesty, because I feel like Louis yeah. and the team really added a uh, cool like dimension and like a twist on like femininity and uh, stuff like that in the game, which I thought was dope. Um, game of Thrones, as you said, see, you have an expectation of what those characters are. So I think the writing job was much more difficult for that team. And yes. I think they rose to the uh, challenge, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just cool. I mean, they, they really went all in on the license and you can tell that they were having a lot of fun. This is not like a cash grab license joint where they just, took a bunch of money from HBO and just developed some like shit game, you know, like um, they really took it seriously. They had fun with it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. But when I think of the game that I pulled out on my phone when I'm waiting in line or like uh, when, when, when I'm in the car, wait, waiting for like a tutoring session when I'm parked guys, not when I'm driving. Okay. Mm. Um, um, Was a likely story. (laughs) <laughs> was uh Alto's Odyssey. Um this is this is a sequel to a game called Alto's Adventure. Right. And it's just a much better version of that. It's essentially like it's kind of like an endless runner but it's an endless snowboarder, I guess. Like you're basically yeah. kind of snowboarding down these beautiful beautiful landscapes and you're like collecting coins, you're jumping, you're doing tricks. Um like the music is like very like like a meditative um, I mean, it really looks good. Oh, there's there's also. music this time around. Yeah, because um, Alto's Adventure there wasn't. Yes, um, and it's it's just a beautiful looking game, and it's just one of those games. It just puts you in the zone where you feel like you are. It just like transported me into. I instantly felt relaxed when I was playing the game, um, and I can't say that for a lot of like mobile games. I mean, a lot of them claim that, but I feel like this. This game really, really lived up to it, and it felt great. Um, and I should, I should say that I always listen to my own music while like I was playing it, or like a podcast, or like a something. Um, uh, and yeah, it just, it just did a really, really great job of being that I'm gonna pull this out, I'm gonna play it for like five minutes, or like I'm gonna, you know, I can't go to sleep, so I'm gonna play this for an hour. You know, right, right. like it kind of like I feel like it like achieves both that short burst and that kind of like, I'm just going to zone out and just play this game. Um, I think it's dope. Um, I think it's a good, it's a good um, example of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Um, And it is my favorite mobile game of the year. See, let the folks know at home what the game of the year from the spawn of me podcast was the mobile game of the year is reigns game of thrones word up shout outs again to the folks over on that team 
they did amazing, amazing work as usual, per usual. Um, and yeah, it was it was definitely a great game uh, that you should all definitely. I check just want to contribute to and write the uh, rain on your college ass disco dorm version. Wow! <laughs> wow! I can do it. I can do it. Trust wow. me, guys. I want Reigns to do the uh, uh, Queen Latifah version of Reigns. I want that to be. Wow. Oh, wow. I brought it back. I brought it back, son. Yeah. I remember that album. That was such a great album. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Our best VR game, our Jamiroquai Award, is coming up right now. So. Uh, a lot of folks are doing the VR thing. They're making sure that their faces are really close to those screens, <laughs> making sure that they have the worst vision of all time. Uh, I want to know what the actual like medical thing that's going to wind up 10 years from now when people are in VR spaces. They were like, yo, you have mad cataracts, B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Reef, I want to hear what your winner is for our Jamiroquai Award. Sure. Um, so I got some Good, good uh, workouts on the Oculus this this uh, this uh, year. Unfortunately, I did not have a PS4, so like the so you won't see Tetris Effect and those other games on my list. Um, but uh, I will say one that was also not a movie cash grab uh, was Creed: Rise to Glory. Um, yeah, it is a boxing game, um, and man, it really like. Do you remember the first time that you played um, like Fight Night uh, on the uh, was it PS2? I think it was. Oh yeah, um, and that thing yeah. just looked and felt like just the realest thing you'd ever seen. Like right. I felt like that when, when I put this game on. I mean, when you get hit, you you like like you feel that joint, you know, and <laughs> it it feels great. It it like it looks great, you know. Um, I mean, the movie stuff does make it cool, but I think more. It's just a mechanically great boxing, like a VR engine. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, um, I feel like, you know, I think sports and stuff te- tends to be sometimes some of the throwaway games on VR because, I, because like, p- people don't put a lot of effort into it because they're like, hey, you're in VR and you can throw a ball, you know, and they don't really put a lot of effort into it. But I feel like they really showed some love um, in this uh, game. And I... I thought it was dope. I thought it was really dope. Um, but now, but my number one is easily Beat Saber. Um, it is essentially a music rhythm game, but you got a lightsaber and you're slicing stuff to the beat. Um, I mean, if that doesn't sound cool to you, I kind of don't. I, I just don't know what to say. You're slicing stuff to the beat, <laughs> you know. Um, and it works really well. Um, it can get really, really hard. I don't normally play on the harder levels, but um, it it kind of had that same like uh, meditative thing that like I talked about with like Alto's Odyssey, where like you just zone out, you're just slicing things, and you're listening to uh, music. It really did like I I it if it, it felt dope. I thought it was a great use of like a VR. It's something that I heard about for a couple of months before I I actually tried it, and like I was like, oh, you know, I kind of wasn't that hype about it, but man, when I, when I tried it, I think it really lived up. Um, to the hype. So, Beat Saber, my game of the year for VR. Nice. Sorry, my best VR game of the year, VR. VR game. <laughs> you you VR. are VR. Um, mine is also Beat Saber. I Beat Saber was one of those things that I didn't really get a chance to mess with until I started to work in VR spaces. 
uh, and that was like my actual first version of playing Beat Saber. Uh, and after that, I made sure I went home and got it for PS4, and it, it is such a workout. Like, I, that was the thing I didn't recognize was going to be a thing, was like how much you get into it and how much you swing at every fucking thing that's around you. <laughs> it's like one of those weird things where also like the interesting part was um, I had just come from my first like uh, appointment with a physical trainer because uh, I was trying, I'm trying to get better and, and lose weight and all this other stuff. And they do this thing in the game where you have to set the height of the floor because yeah. you have to duck underneath uh, like these moving walls that are coming towards you. And yo, I was doing freaking squats, yo. I was like trying to get there super low. I was trying to get super low so I could like get underneath the thing. And then I was trying to get up and my hamstrings was like, fuck you, son. And then, <laughs> and then, but it was fantastic. It was like such a, it's such a fun thing that you can use for exercise. If you are looking to get, you know, active and mobile and get off the couch and, and like get yourself moving again, like Beat Saber as a game is super fun. But just like as a tool to get yourself back into into moving around, it is absolutely the best. And it was my Jamiroquai of 2018. C, what's up? Yeah, so uh, my third runner-up, um, or my second runner-up, uh, I just called it that drum game that Ka plays. Um, just because, uh, you know, copy playing it and that's Beat Saber. Um, and, and like, I got to play it. I don't have a PSVR, but I do, I do have friends who have PSVR. So I get to play their play games vicariously through them. Um, so Beat Saber dope, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's super cool. I, I just didn't get a lot of time to, to play it. Um, but it was awesome. My uh, first runner-up, uh, Creed, Rise of Glory. Um, I got to play that on um, a couple of pink eye machines, uh, those AKA uh, VR machines at conferences. Um, so uh, I got to play some Creed, and Creed is dope. Um, you know, almost as dope as the movies. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Creed, Creed is Creed is 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 really is really dope. Um, but the, the number one game, um, the, you know, a reason to own a PSVR, um, and the reason to own a PSVR this year was Tetris effect. Um, that game is dope. Y'all it it just, it really is like, it's, it's just like, um, so, you know, you're playing Tetris to the beat. It's just like ASMR Tetris. Like, and, you know, but, but like, it's a puzzler in a way that Tetris always was a puzzler, but you never thought about Tetris as a puzzler that way. Um, but you definitely think of Tetris effect as a puzzler that way. And it gets difficult. Um, but you want to keep going back and, 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 and playing it. Um, I didn't get a lot of time with it, but, uh, I did get some and that some that I, that I had makes me think about owning a PSVR, which is saying a lot. Nice. So to finish that out, what is our game of the game of the year for our VR category? The Jamiroquai Award goes to Beat Saber. Beat Saber is the best VR game. 
I will I will add one quick thing because both of you talked about Creed. I played Creed at work, and I hate the fact that you fight a bodyguard. That shit is stupid. <laughs> it hey. is the, it is a worse fight. His, hey. chain, his chain doesn't move. He has a, he has an earpiece <laughs> while he's fighting, and it's dumb. I'm just gonna say it that. Is, listen, that is the ghost of fighters past, present, and future. It's like it's like I'm fighting the Rock's cousin, but he works his he works his security detail. Yeah, that shit hey, is stupid. On, no, also I'm guaranteed that if you ever get into a fight in like Portland, it'll be with somebody that looks like that. Yeah. Hell no! It'll <laughs> it, it would definitely with, not look with, like that cat with Birkenstocks at all because it's like with seventeen it's like with seventeen brown people here and none of them are working security. And like a bunch of tots and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> see, see, I see, I see. This is what happens when I tell y'all shit all behind closed doors. You use it against me. <laughs> I don't appreciate yep. this. Uh, our next category is our biggest surprise category. It is our say what? What is that, Reef? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's great. Um, I'll jump in first. Uh, the first, <laughs> the first, the the winner of this category for me was uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have talked about this on numerous shows, so I will not go through all the rigmarole. But like, it was a game I did not think that I was. It is a game I did not think I wanted. It is a game I did not think was necessary, but it totally surprised me in the the like polish that was on that game coming so quickly off the heels off of of, of, of uh what is it origins origins yes yeah. the other and, o the other o um assassin's creed opera uh <laughs> which should actually should be a really good game that would be it would be really good uh, i still classify this game as the xena game that i never knew i wanted but now i have it and i'm super excited for it because i play as cassandra f that dude whatever his name was i don't even remember his name because I never played it to him as him in the game. So F that game. Um, or F that dude. Uh, it feels like a whole other game that is still within that world going back to Greece and going back to Roman time. Where I thought, again, like it was done and I didn't need to go back there. But there are so many fun things within that story. Uh, and within the, the twists and turns that you find Cassandra in. That I think it's like absolutely worth your time. I think it's they've done enough stuff to refine the, the game systems that are already in it. Uh, to make it feel fresh and new. Um, and it's really just dope to Sparta kick the shit out of somebody off a cliff. Like that doesn't, that never <laughs> feels bad. It never, feel, it never feels tired. You never get tired of kicking somebody the hell off a cliff or some shit. Uh, so Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey is my game. Uh, Reef. Sure. Uh, biggest surprise. Uh, I'll say a runner-up is Starlink. I was not expecting to really like this game as much as I do, but it really is a, a cool little game where Ubisoft is trying something new for some reason in the Toys for Life, but it works. And and like it's it's like a cool little game. Not my game of the year by far, or like anything like that. But surprise in terms of like what I was expecting versus what I got. Really, really dope. Um, also Black Ops 4 for the reasons I said earlier um, been really disappointed with Call of Duty in the last few years but this was just an amazing amazing version of that game but my number one has to be God of War um, I am not a fan of God of War 1, 2, 3, Extension all the other games that came earlier I tried to play them now, now I did not play them when they came out 
because you know I didn't have a Sony console at the time. So I uh, played them when I got a PS3, and I just did not like any of them. I don't know if they're kind of a relic of their time or you kind of had to be there, but I appreciated sort of the visuals of especially two and three, but I just never, I didn't enjoy anything else about those games. So I was really hesitant about buying this game. But I heard a lot about how it was different and all that stuff. So I said, okay. I jumped in and wow, uh, the game just, it could, might as well be another franchise as far as I'm concerned. It is so remarkably different from those games. Um, and it's just fantastic. Uh, so it was absolutely my biggest surprise taking a franchise that I never understood why people love so much and turning it into a game where I really, really loved uh, this year. So that's my surprise. Nice. See, it's on you. Yeah. So uh, my second runner up was God of War, um, much like. Uh, Reef said, "I I didn't necessarily have the uh, aversion to God of War in the same way that uh, that Reef did. Um, I played most of most of them, and and was like, okay, like I I understand why people enjoy this. Why a certain particular, you know, I've I've infamously already called this game uh, the God of War series. Sixteen year old white boy, the game." Um, and you know, and for, for those people, it, it, like, it really, it really hits that niche, you know, and it, and it, and it struck a bullseye and I didn't expect much from God of War besides it looking pretty. Um, and I got so much more, uh, I got a much more thoughtful game. Those 16 year old boys have grown up, um, and they, they have helped to create a really poignant, um, Point game uh, that is that is also technically adept. So uh, kudos to everybody over at Sony Santa Monica because God of War was one hell of a pleasant surprise this year. Um, my first runner-up, I've already called my uh, my favorite game this generation. Um, I expected great things from Marvel Spider-Man, um, but my expectations um, for this game were pleasantly exceeded by insomniac uh what a now the the great thing about this game is you can see it's decidedly an insomniac game you know like when it was announced that insomniac were was were the guys that were making the spider-man game you know at times i wondered like why not sucker punch sucker punch basically made a spider-man game with the infamous series um but you can see the DNA of Insomniac in this game. You can see Sunset Overdrive uh, in this game. And I didn't necessarily expect that. And even when you see the DNA of all these other Insomniac games that kind of built to this this masterpiece, you never stop seeing Spider-Man. Um, it, it is just a r- remarkable feat. Um, how how well they were able to capture uh, that character. Um, but my most pleasant surprise, my greatest surprise this year um, was a game that I talked about before, Didalic's State of Mind. Um, I, coming into the year, I didn't know it was coming. So I didn't even know that it existed until two months before it was released. 
Um, and I was completely blown away by just what a strong effort of, of storytelling um, and world building uh, this game was able to create. And, um, you know, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't try and, and bang the drum as hard as I could for it. So state of mind, it's my best surprise of this year. Nice. So what's our, what's our spawn on me game of the year for our biggest surprise? The spawny goes to God of War. That's the way that sound actually goes. All right. Is it? Yeah. That's the remix. You can hear that? Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a Swiss beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how it goes. <laughs> a singular beat. A singular beat. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about our, that's what you t- that's what you know in the middle of a game of the weird show, game of the year show when someone's lost their shit. Right. When they start making weird ass noises towards the end, they're losing it. Um, our next our next uh, uh, category is our most disappointing game of the year, our Damn Gina category. Damn it, Gina! Now I'm mad. So, see, I want you to I want you to start off actually. All right. Um. So, games that uh, disappointed me this year, and it doesn't necessarily mean that these were bad games, um, but games that you expected to be greater than than they were um and my first or my second runner-up is you know how i just talked about the the not necessarily bad games this is a bad game (laughs) and that's already retreading yes (laughs) that is that is nba playground 2 um that you know the first nba playground had charm uh, it, 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 in, in, at times, if you squint at your eyes, it was actually a pretty damn good game and it was fun most of the time. Uh, NBA playground two decided, nah, it didn't want to have any of that. So it's just none of that. It's whack. Leave it alone. Um, it's, it's on sale right now. Don't buy it. Um, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I love y'all. Um, the, my first runner up most disappointing game and I, you know i almost feel bad saying that it is the most one of the most disappointing games of the, of the year because it is actually good and fun if you play it but you also need to find people to play it and you will have fun and then you will put it away again for a long period of time and that is sea of thieves um sea of thieves is not a bad game. It is a beautiful game. It is actually a good game. The problem with Sea of Thieves is Sea of Thieves uh, didn't do enough to keep gamers there and and really haven't done enough to entice gamers to come back. But if you do come back, if you did play at any point, if you do come back, the, the game welcomes new players and returning players in a way that none of these other persistent life, these, you know, continuously online only games really does. Um, there isn't, you know, there, there aren't, uh, a, a, any 
crazy weapons that a, a new, you know, a, an older character can have that will make a, a newer character uh, their their little punk for a little while. So, like, that stuff doesn't happen. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But uh, they're just not making enough noise. They're just not doing enough to bring the character, bring the, the, the people back in. Um, much in the same way that my winner or loser, as, as the case may be, also didn't do, and that is State of Decay 2, um, another first-party Microsoft game um, that just was, at points, charmingly broken, and then at other points, frustratingly broken, and then never really good enough to make you want to return once they fix the broken parts. Um, this is a game that had a lot of promise, but they it just didn't live up to it. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say that State of Decay 2 is my most disappointing game uh, of the year. I'm not angry at you. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> I am angry at yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> which was my most disappointing game. It, I, oh man, like there was a version of a review or a shared sentiment on the Giant Bomb top 10 list that I had. When people kind of gave me love for that, that particular list, I told everyone who, who shared wonderful sentiments about it and the stuff I said about Red Dead, that was my nice version of that, <laughs> of that conversation. The, that game is not, is not that great. It's, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. It's really big. It's expansive. You can tell that they put everybody all hands on deck to make that game a thing. But that game made me so mad at so many points because one, it doesn't respect your time. (laughs) Nowhere near does it try to respect your time. That game has one of the slowest starts of any game I've ever played in my almost 35 years of playing video games. It feels like Everything that they've done in that game is just to kind of artificially lengthen things that don't that don't need to be lengthened. the The way that they kind of spread out the 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 content throughout the chapters, like we said earlier, and Reef Reef kind of mentioned it. Like you have to get to level what is it uh, past chapter three before anything of substance really happens in that game. Yeah. Which at that point you're already twenty hours into that game at some point. That's fucking ridiculous and it's stupid. The uh, Reef, are you gonna finish this game really quick? Oh man, because um, I want to talk a whole bunch of shit and I don't know if I can without you. I've without already you, pretty much spoiled it. myself on the ending. Yeah, because okay, I don't good. think I'm gonna finish. So okay, good. Yo, fuck right, that so, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, Yo. spoilers for uh, spoilers for Game, uh, game of Thrones for Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Game of Thrones, the, yeah. dra- the dragons win. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, fuck the end of that game. <laughs> the end of that game is a shitbag ending. It does this weird, has like terrible writing in it. It does some really stupid stuff in terms of transporting you from one uh, 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 locale to another that makes no sense. The fact that you walk slower in the place that you have to go every time you finish a mission basically makes no sense. When you go to camp, you have to get, it like slows you down in this really weird artificial way. And then on top of all that, Arthur Morgan is one of the most unlikable characters I've played in a very long oh, time. Oh, man. He is fucking, he's an idiot. 
He is not a smart man. He says he's, no, not, he's smart. not a smart man. He no. says he's not smart. No. He exemplifies not smart. He is the <laughs> Floyd Mayweather of, wow. of fucking oh, of, man. of fucking video games. Wow. Wow. He is the wow. Floyd Floyd Mayweather wow. of video games. And then wow. at the end right. of it, show this, your what, stripes. Yo, yo, yeah, basically. <laughs> then at the end of this game, the end of this God knows how long video game, yeah. this shit turns into fucking farmhand simulator. What the fuck <laughs> is that shit about? That makes no fucking sense. It's like the coolest characters in that game, which are uh, Marston, because this is a prequel, Marston and um, Dutch are the most interesting characters in this game. Dutch is super well done. I'll give them that. I feel like they gave a lot of really cool things to that character to be interesting and to kind of play off of Mar- uh, of of Arthur Morgan. But they make they turn him into some really they, they make him do stupid shit. Arthur just follows up on his dumb shit and just follows along. And then at the end of it, they turn the next 2 hours of this game <laughs> Into a fucking farmhand farmhand simulator game where you do chores for two fucking hours and then it ends on some dumbass fucked up John Boy moment that no one gives a fuck about. I hate this game. This game was stupid. It was a waste what of you money. Got against farmers, man. Yo, yo. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like I got nothing against farmers. I got I got so much against Rockstar with the end of this fucked up game. Anyway, the fishing is dope. <laughs> right, right. As you just sat here and bitched about doing chores, but Yo, you'd rather go fishing. The fishing, fishing, the fishing is was dope. phenomenal. Fishing is dope. The fishing hunting was phenomenal. Is dope. Hunting was dope. The fishing was dope. The fun, the hunting was dope. The the thing that the, the thing I want to end on. <laughs> on my rant of all rants is why it made me so disappointed was in a rockstar game the best parts of rockstar games are not the main story most times it's all the kind of secondary stuff that you go around the world and you do it's the kind of off the beaten path stuff and when you go to the off the beaten path stuff i didn't do any of it because i was so pissed at the fact that i had to spend 20 hours to get to, through the main story i didn't have time to do any other shit because i didn't want to I didn't want to engage with it at all. I wanted to just be done with the game at that point. So my disappointing game is Red Dead Redemption from Rockstar Games. Red Dead Redemption 2 from Rockstar Games. All right. Who's next? Reef. Uh, I'll go go next because I share the the, uh, Red Dead stuff. But I do want to talk a little bit about uh, my other ones, which were uh, Morphe's Law. This is a game I was pretty excited about. (laughs) Uh, it was like a shooter game. It was like a it it was during the Nintendo Switch presentation. It was a cool. I'm always looking for shooters for like with like new things, and this was a game where like if you shot a different body part, like it grew lar- like it grew smaller on the enemy and larger on you. So like it, it seemed cool, and like all the trailers looked great. And then this game, it literally shit broken. I mean, it was not done. Um, it was like. Fallout seventy six level of broken, uh, <laughs> like the like the Shots. studio apologized. Um, they said like we're sorry that online doesn't work at all. Like we're sorry that like the game crashes to the, the thing every five minutes. I mean, it was literally like an alpha version of a game. So I was super disappointed by that because I was excited uh, about that game. Um, also, Far Cry five. 
Um, sh- the game shooting wise and stuff was dope. I was just disappointed that they took this um, story of like you know um, American militants and like in uh, like uh, religious um, um, extremist values and just didn't do anything with it. Like it felt really empty and really like they just kind of used that just to get news. Um, but the game itself, I feel like, just did not live up to that, um, and the ending was BS at all. Um, my, uh, reasons for Red Dead are a little different from Cause because I didn't finish it, but that's because I had no, after spending maybe 25 hours on the first two chapters, I just had, I was so tired out by what I believe is way too many systems to keep track of. Um, and when it comes down to it, the systems don't mean a lot, but they still clutter up everything. Like I haven't cleaned my gun, I think ever, and I can still shoot people, you know? Oh, it'll, it'll jam. I haven't, I haven't had that happen. You know, I, I haven't like, there's all these systems and I feel like they don't read like they're, they're in your face, but the only one that you, that you really care about is health and stamina. So I really wish that they simplified things a little bit or like made the stuff more like optional. I feel like they just throw too much at you and I feel like it's geared more toward like a player that um, I guess wants to really dive in and like mess around with that. And I feel like from a design perspective, they could have put a bit of a layer of of abstraction over that so that you can dig into it if you want, but there's not like six meters in your face. Uh, with like cores and uh, levels and and like all this stuff, um, so yeah, I just thought that narrative narr- narratively, I think that the game just starts to pick up in chapter three, which is just way too fucking long, and I just can't see many people getting through and finishing this game. It's just like you can have a long meaty game, but you got to keep things moving, and I get that they're going for this slow pace of the west and everything is very like deliberate which is why they make you walk slow in the camp and like all that stuff there's a lot of things i really like about this game but the fact that i went into it with the highest of ex of expectations and then coming out with a game that i might not even finish man it's it's uh very very disappointing to me um so it's not a, a terrible game by any means but from the high from the high expectation to what it came out to this is definitely my disappointing uh game by a mile wow let me let me ask you guys uh, both a question did either of you finish GTA 5 yes i i didn't okay yeah all right i actually, all I actually right. played it twice i played it on console yeah. and on pc nice nice um I definitely do see more what Reef is saying. I actually, I, I see what Ka is saying too, that it doesn't respect your time. Like it, it, it is built with the assumption that the only game that you're going to play is this. Um, and that, you know, and every, you know, essentially everything else that you, that you do in life is going to be secondary, um, to finishing this adventure. Um, and it didn't it didn't move at the same pace that GTA five did. Um, so I can definitely see that. Um, but man, I wasn't disappointed by it at all. Okay. Yeah, you guys cool. suck. 
Nah, game sucks. That's what sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our our winner or our loser for <laughs> for most disappointing game uh, from the Swanami podcast is what's he? Damn, Gina is Red Dead Redemption Two. Fuck Arthur Morgan in the in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man so we've come to that time yeah we've come to that time it's 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 time dun, 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 for, dun, dun, dun. it's time for the mcrib the mcrib award brought right. to you by uh, mcdonald's right mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's brought to you by mcdonald's brought to you by mcdonald's, <laughs> right. you by McDonald's. um so uh, our cheddar bay biscuit awards our individual awards biscuit. uh you know what i'll, I'll go first I'll, I'll, okay. I'll drop a bomb real quick. I, I oh, again, wow. I again want to give the folks from Nomada Studios all the love in the world. Again, like I feel like Gris, uh, which is my which is my choice for uh, our Cheddar Bay Biscuit Game of the Year, did so many wonderful things and it broadened my horizons and it made me want more games of this type. Um, and it, it was a delight to play, and it is definitely something that, again, I feel everyone should experience and play uh, before uh, heading into 2019 fully with all their games that are going to be new this year. Like, if you get a chance to go back and, and check that out, please do, because Gris is my game. Uh, Reef. Huh? Oh, Reef. <laughs> Your oh, turn. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about a few. Um, As I said, Dead Cells I was obsessed with the most, um, yeah. so I... D- definitely consider that um hitman 2 you know is a game also obsessed with and every time there's a elusive target i i die back in just love how those worlds are like a design spider-man i mean just everything that c said about it is just a fantastic rendition and narratively i think that they reach levels that i did not expect them to to be honest i just did not and I think that they nailed it. They nailed Peter and they nailed all the other characters. As I said before, they like nailed um, Octavius and like Osborne as people, which I thought was probably the biggest thing. Um, and the, uh, Aunt, Aunt, the Aunt May stuff as well, I thought was yeah. really, really, really well done. Um, yes. R- really well done. Um, God of War, as I said before, you know, this is a game that, you know, brought made me love a franchise that i previously was you know not into at all um <clears throat> i thought that the journey of this game what what was i great and like also i didn't mention this earlier but i thought that the skill trees and the upgrades were fantastic especially yeah. when you get the blades and you have a whole nother tree of like uh, things all of atreus's stuff by the time i beat that game i was like yo Let's fight some Valkyries. I got all this stuff. And I played like another five or ten hours just going through the like other like additional worlds, fighting fighting Valkyries. So um, you know, so yeah, th- this was really hard because this it was really between this and Celeste, really tight for my game of the year, um, uh, between God of War and Celeste. And the reason I picked Celeste is because it was a lot shorter. Um, but I connected with the story more than god of war because celeste is also about grief and it's also about sort of like managing through grief as opposed to like running away from it or like ignoring it and it just does it so well um the characters are super memorable um and it is a difficult platformer you know like uh, there's you know it's a just a side-scrolling 2d platformer with a really 
dope story about grief and mental health. Um, and um, they also have these re- really cool accessibility options where like it's not just like easy, medium, hard. You you can like turn on on and off like specific things like like I don't want to die instantly from like spikes or I want like an extra jump or like I want that stuff. So um, they really want people to make it through the game, but it is difficult. Like it is one where you'll die over and over and over and over again, but you constantly get like a better. Um, I thought that the, that like the music and the soundtracks also one of my favorites of the year as well. Um, and it's just the example of them have having it, having an idea, crafting a game around it and just nailing it 100%. And like, it like respects your like a time and, similar to our dead cells you just slowly feel yourself getting better and better and better um until you achieve that goal of getting over your over your hardship which is what the game is like also about it's like literally the the climbing the mountaintop like a metaphor that you hear a lot when it comes to overcoming trauma so for that reason celeste is my my game of the year wow Wow. Um, how do I follow that? You don't. Uh, I don't. Um, I will say that my second runner-up for Game of the Year, um, actually, um, honorable mention for my Game of the Year uh, is God of War. Uh, it did not make the podium for me this year. Um, and and I'll explain why when I talk about one of the other games and um but it was it was a fantastic game you know such as uh reef has already stated um my second runner up was forza horizon 4 uh it's it's a blast to play um there's a ton to do you get to do it how you want to and it looks fantastic it looks amazing um so just just a phenomenal game. Um, my first runner-up is kind of a surprise, uh, not necessarily to me, but maybe it's going to be a surprise to you guys, and that is a way out. Um, th- this game really made me rethink how uh, co-op games should play, how um, Prison Break the video game should be, um uh what what fun could be in in uh a narrative way uh and also it made me rethink game marketing um you know again like the way that it the way that they innovated on all of these different things that we thought we knew about uh games in the games industry the fact that you can buy the game once and guarantee that you'll be able to actually play it without someone else having to buy the game um, is is just phenomenal. Uh, like it, it makes all the difference in the world, um, and makes it easy for the other player to evangelize playing through the game again because there are multiple endings. It was just such a pleasant surprise. And please do yourself a favor, um, find somebody to play it with. And and hell, if you can't find somebody to play with, contact me. I'll play it with you. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's it's just just a great game. Um, 
But my game of the year, again, I told you, is the greatest game I played this generation. Um, it's a game that continues to keep a smile on my face. Um, it's a game that I think about once I turn the console off, even months after it's been released, and that's uh, Marvel Spider-Man by Insomniac for the PS4. Um, you know, I talked about a whole bunch of other things about this game, but one of the things that that um, makes it the game of the generation for me and and, you know, why I'm so enamored with it is because I think it's one of the most welcoming and accessible games that are out there. Um, it's uh, Reef talked about Celeste being difficult. I will talk about uh, Spider-Man being challenging um, that. There are times where you'll play the game. There are things that will happen, but I think that the 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 ramp up to those challenging moments, um, the learning curve is just a straight, you know, upward hill. Uh, so even the less initiated to uh, control, you know, modern gaming control schemes can sit down, uh, pick this game up, start to play and really start to intuit how to play the game at a basic level. And then as they gain uh, more experience with the game can continue to ramp up and, and start to do some of the more complex maneuvers in the game. And, but it never gets too hard. Um, I think that at times God of war got insanely difficult. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and that was the difference to me one of the main differences to me between God of War and Spider-Man, I was never frustrated, even in, in the deaths that I had in while I was playing Spider-Man, where there were plenty of times when, when I was playing God of War where I felt frustrated over just the, the difficulty spikes in, in some of the bosses and, and, you know, some of the levels and stuff like that. Uh, so it, the, the fact that just about anybody can pick up Spider-Man and play it to completion is, is something that is quite remarkable in this day and age. Um, And um, you know, a person's nothing about with their opinion, if they don't have any data to back it up Um, and the data that I have to back up my opinion or my fact, the assertion (laughs) that Spider-Man is the, the best game uh, not only of this year, but maybe even of this generation, the percentage of people that play the PlayStation Four that own uh, Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4 that have platinumed it is higher than any other AAA title in the history of trophies for uh, for Sony for the PS3 or the PS4. Um, so not only do people play that game and finish it, but they want to finish it to completion more so than any other AAA title in the history of uh, Sony PlayStation games. It's, it's, it's just that damn good. That's a dope fact that you just put out of, yeah. pull out of there like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause it, it is, it is a game that I'd usually, that I'd, I usually I'm not a completionist and that one I felt like I needed to go through and do a lot of the side stuff, which is dope. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that leaves us with our Bercago Cheddar Bay Biscuit Spawny Award going to the game of the year goes to what Cicero? The Cheddar Bay Biscuit. 
goes to standing at five foot eight from Forest Hill, Queens, Peter Parker, Spider Man. Yep, Great Spider-Man. Game, yeah. yeah, fantastic yeah. stuff. Insomniac, you get mad love uh, from us in yes. Chicago because you you nailed it. You like knocked yeah. it out of the. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing, that game, as big as it was, had at least two DLC packs before the end of 2018. Yeah, maybe yeah. I think yeah. maybe even three. It three. Might have had they three. had three. They had three, three. Right. They had all three. All three came out. Yeah. yeah, all three came out. Yeah, all you people out there who were bugging out about Sam Raimi costumes and also the shit y'all are right, crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Go somewhere. <laughs> that game yeah, had so the, much to give. Also, the dope thing about Spider Man is we had just recently gotten this MCU version of Spider Man, the Tom Holland version, right in mm-hmm. the movies. And this this is like you know not connected with that at all. But I feel like that Insomniac still had a challenge because they would inevitably. be compared to how spider-man was represented i feel yes. like if this would have came out after the andrew garfield spider-mans came out there would have mm-hmm. been a lower bar to clear yeah but right, they had an even right. higher yes, bar to yes. clear because yes. we had civil war Fair. and homecoming and they Fair. nailed it they yeah. Really yeah nailed it they totally they made nailed their it. own unique spider-man story and it's amazing yes word um, the yeah. last thing that we want to get into before we end our momentous monumental Longest show of the year, longest show of 2018 slash 2019. Uh, we have our one last category where we talk a little bit about some stuff that uh, was off the beaten path. Uh, our boondocks uh, category, some stuff that you might not have played, but you definitely should. Um, and uh, we're going to get into that right about now. All right, see, you're up. All right. Well, um, so what we wanted to do this year is we didn't feel like there was a real reason to give a winner. Um, for uh, these independent games, these smaller games that uh, that are out there. But we wanted to spotlight them. And, uh, you know, we wanted you guys to pay attention to them so that, you know, you guys can also enjoy the experiences of, of playing these great games. Um, so on my list this year uh, is A Way Out. I talked about it. Um, I love it. Go play it. Uh, State of Mind, another game. I really love it. I love the aesthetic. It's doing different things. It's doing different things than you'd expect. Uh, It's not technically not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but a great game nonetheless. Um, Go and check that out. And the other game that I want to talk about is Celeste. Uh, Great music. Great theme. um, It's Reef's Game of the Year. That I mean, that's really all you need to know is Reef's Game of the Year. Go play that damn game. Nice. Reef, uh, what, sure. do you, what do you have to say? Uh, I'd say uh, Quarantine Circular. Really enjoyed this game. Um, this, is, this is another one of Mike Bithell's uh, little short uh, narrative-based games. Um, follow-up to Subsurface Cir- Cir- Circular. Really, really good. Only a couple hours of your time. The dialogue is phenomenal. Um, and, you know, it's out on, like, everything, including Switch. So I would definitely check that out. Um, I I already talked a lot about Dead Cells, so I don't think I have to mention too much about that. But my number one off the beaten path that I love is game that just came out of nowhere, Yoku's Island Express, which I believe is a it's I I think it's a Switch ex- exclusive. It might be on the PC as well, but it's essentially a 
a mix between a Metroidvania game and a pinball game. So you're huh. going around, you're unlocking items, and you're going back to like, to like a previous parts. But a lot of the world is like a huge pinball machine, and you play this like insect that's like that that's like pushing a ball. And a lot of the puzzles are, you know, you have flippers. Like you go into this little mini thing, and you're playing pinball to get to the higher level or to hit a specific bumper that like opens a door and, and, and like that kind of stuff. Such a crazy, crazy mix of genres, but it really works. And also the music is really, really good. Um, so I would definitely say to play that game if you have not already. Uh, I will round it all out uh, for this episode with a couple of quick games. Zarvat is uh, my baby. I love it from Snow Hydra. Uh, isometric uh, cube based game where it's a mashup of kind of uh, an arcade shooter with this wonderful uh friend story that's wrapped up in it uh definitely check that out it's it's fantastic on ps4 uh is it on ps4 no it's fantastic on switch uh that's that's the platform that it's on currently uh definitely check that out because it was super super good um another game that just came out fairly recently towards the end of 2018 is ashen which is uh, a oh, yeah. super dope game that's on the um, Xbox uh, One and on PC. Uh, nice. I love it because it is a mashup of uh, Dark Dark Souls and Absolver. It has like the Absolver uh, kind of art style mixed up with a uh, really cool Dark Souls gameplay. Um, and yeah, like those two games, I feel like are two very special ones that I don't think a lot of people might necessarily dig into. But I feel like you should definitely uh, take some time out and and go and love on those two games. So, word. That is like it. it. That is it for our 2018 game of the year discussion. The Spawnies are now wrapped and in the books. Thank you all for hanging out with us for almost two and some hours, two and change hours, uh, talking about all the wonderful things that we got the chance to play uh, during 2018. And hopefully in 2019, we'll have even more dope stuff to talk about. Uh, so before we get up out of here, see, I want you to give everybody some love and uh, a little link to the social media business, please. Uh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> uh, that's that's a little bit of love. Um, it's all it takes. Uh, social media business is as follows. Uh, all social media platforms. We are spawn on me. Check the bios for our individual information. You can find it there. You can follow us. SpawnOn.me is the website. Uh, check out this episode, all of our previous episodes, things that are coming up uh, in in the world for us. Check that stuff out there. Uh, every Tuesday, this episode comes out in podcast form on your favorite podcatcher. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. And of course, subscribe and tell all your friends to do that as well. Um, let's see. What else do we have? We've got a Patreon. You can level up your Bracago-ness, your Bracago citizenship. Uh, as little as a dollar a month gets you access to our after show, the wonderful Spawn on Me After Dark, uh, where we talk about myriad things. It's, it's all out there. Uh, check that out at patreon.com slash spawn on me. And if you've got a question, a comment, you want to talk about your nominees for the Spawnies, your award winners, you can send us an email at Spawn on Me Podcast 
at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for rocking with us this week and every week. We have some dope stuff coming down the pipeline for 2019. We want to make sure that you are in the know and uh, definitely check us out on social media and all the platforms that we podcast on. Uh, we're still trying to figure out uh, how we're going to come back to Twitch. We're, we're, we've been having some issues on the technical side uh, because the Internet doesn't have enough juice for us because we too dope. Um, yeah. so, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do with that. And we definitely want to kind of come back and, uh, do that the right way when we do come back with for us. Uh, but word, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for taking the time. We love you all. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Hey.